Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Talking about this next topic, we were talking about it earlier on in the office, and there's so many women around the country who can't have children, and they try desperately using fertility treatment services. And Ireland is the only EU country with no state funding for IVF. And it appears that despite repeated promises, this is not going to change anytime soon. Uh, I know it was promised by Simon Harris going back some time ago that they would certainly look into it. And not only that, looking for leave, just leave off work. Because obviously you have to go for a lot of appointments and checkups and all sorts of things. Um, and you don't get paid for that either. To talk a bit more about it is Marie Shannon, or should I say, sorry, Labour Senator Marie Sherlock. Uh, good afternoon to you, Marie. Good afternoon, Niall. How are you? How are you doing? Uh, Marie, look, this is, I mean, I can't believe here we are, 2022, I don't know that's a bit cliche, and we're still in the same situation, because I remember talking about this about seven years ago, and we had so many women coming on the air in tears, because they couldn't afford to go through treatment services, uh, fertility treatment services, and we're still in the same place. Yeah, and you know, I vividly remember the day when there was an announcement by the government that they were going to, uh, well, the government party, Fine Gael, I suppose, that they were going to... Um, uh, uh, roll out publicly funded IVF mm-hmm. uh, treatment um, uh, post 2016. I remember, and, and, and Simon know, Harrison he spoke about it about a year and a half ago as well, or two yeah, years ago. Yeah, and, 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 and in fairness, these things take time, but as you say, it's six years on, and there are so many couples who simply cannot afford the enormous, exorbitant cost yeah. of, um, of of privately provided fertility care in this country. Now, we do have regional hubs that are being established across the main maternity hospitals this year, but they, as I understand, will be providing diagnostic services. And, you know, so we're still a long way off seeing the full provision of fertility services in this country. And the cost, you know, any cost that you see of five to six thousand euros, you can nearly double that in terms of the real cost of what it takes to undertake fertility treatment. So I suppose, Niall, you know, I, I, I have a, a particular interest in this You area. have your own personal and, journey, don't you, of course. Well, that's it. But, yeah. you know, this is a health issue, but it's also a workers' rights issue as well. Because um, for those who suffer pregnancy loss or those who are going through that arduous journey of fertility treatment, um, there are very significant difficulties uh, for some within their workplace with regards to taking time off. There's no uh, provision or recognition of um, uh, you know these situations in the Irish within Irish labour law at this point in time, no. and so our bill seeks to recognise uh, to afford, I suppose, dignity, um, respect, and indeed a flexibility to workers if they're going through these situations. Because as, as you so rightly said, there anybody going through fertility treatment is not a once-off procedure. It's not like going in to get your ingrown toenail done. No, no, no. You need you need days so off for appointments many. and tests and, and all and, sorts of things. Yeah. And that's it. And it's not like it's something. That can be scheduled in five months' time because, like, as in our bodies don't work like this. So, you know, for those of us who are in, you know, work jobs that we can start maybe two hours later or we can disappear for an hour or two in the middle Or you of the have day. an understanding There's, employer, which not everybody or you have has. An understanding employer, that is one thing. But if you are a teacher, if you're a health professional, if you're a retail worker, if you're in a customer facing role, that ability to, you know, be flexible in your work hours is simply not there. And the reality is, is that women and indeed men, because, you know, they can have the fertility issues as well, um, you know, they're not sick. 
um, and they yeah. didn't have to take annual leave. And so, you know, we're, we we believe it's really important now. Absolutely. And, and I just want to say to the naysayers who are out there saying, oh, why should my taxpayers' money go towards something like this? At the end of the day, where taxpayers' money doesn't go towards something like this, you know, women having babies is the most important thing in society because if it doesn't happen, you won't be there to give out to me in the first place. In other words, we need the existence of mankind. So we need to assist women who have got difficulties in every shape and form. And I've listened to him and come on the air, Marie, and it breaks my heart to hear a woman who wants desperately to have a child and they will do anything that they can. It doesn't matter how much it costs, um, you know, and they just need support. Mm. And 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 that and that's the thing, you know, because like I said, the cost is 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 really out of reach for so many people. Or they may have the opportunity to try and do it once, but like I said, but you know, I, I suppose the thing is when 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 you're having to raise all the money yourself it's exceptionally difficult I think the other thing is as well there's a slight irony here because for those who can afford to pay the treatment they're able to get the drugs covered under the drug payment scheme and they're able to claim tax relief on the procedure mm. so you know it's a bit mm-hmm. like so many other things in, 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 in Ireland once you have the money to do the initial uh, pay the upfront cost you'll then get supported by the state but you have to but you have to have that initial sum of money to be able to get into the system to start with and that's, that's the real and, and the cost of course if people don't realise that you know it can be upwards of six thousand euro. It depend, depending yeah. on how many times you have to have it done. Exactly, and it's yeah. not always successful first time round. You know, I mean, people tend to have to go multiple times. Sometimes, you know, and all the pre-tests and the screening and the analysis and everything else and the embryo storage and all the other costs that go along with it as well. Uh, and that's it. And I suppose the other side of it as well is with regards to pregnancy loss. And you know that, like, is in for for again for some women. Um, you know, well, sorry, women experience a whole range of different experiences with regards to that. So women will bounce back the following day. And other women then need to attend appointments or, you know, or certainly the trauma and the grief associated with it, you know, means that they require additional time and flexibility um, and time out of, of the workforce. So that needs to be re- recognised and respected. Listen, thank you very much indeed. And I appreciate all the great work you do. Thank you very much indeed. Marie thank Sherlock, you. Labour Senator. And uh, obviously, I want to hear from you, by the way, as well. And I know there are many women who are facing fertility difficulties uh, listening to the show today. Everybody just assumes, you know, when people get pregnant and they have babies, isn't that great? Isn't it wonderful? But there's so many women out there, by the way, who just have tried and tried. It doesn't mean there's anything particularly wrong. You know what I mean? Two people can just not be reproductively compatible. Uh, That's a thing where, you know, a man is perfectly healthy, producing enough sperm. A woman's eggs are perfectly healthy. But for some reason, the two are just not compatible. That can just happen in, in life, in nature. And they just can't have children. Uh, so they need assistance, you know, or maybe there is a problem on one side or the other and they need assistance. And for those who have children and who have a baby, you just take it for granted that, you know, you can have a baby, you conceive and you'll just have a baby and you get, do whatever you need to do and you're pregnant. And it might take a little bit of time, but you're pregnant and you have your baby and it's wonderful. Spare a thought for those who are constantly doing that and no pregnancy and just can't hold on to a pregnancy or can't get pregnant in the first place. They need support too. And sometimes they don't have the money. They might just have an average job like everybody else. You know, pulling six grand out of the air is not easy. And the money that goes along with it after that as well, of course, for other treatments and scanning and all sorts of things and drugs that they have to take too afterwards. So, if you've been in that situation... I'd love to know what your experience was, what your journey was, how much it cost. I don't want to be too invasive. Actually, too many personal questions. I don't want to know where you got the money. But how, I suppose, stressful it would have been for you at the time. 
let us know. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. And obviously Marie was talking about, you know, not only providing for the cost or supporting the cost of it, but also the time off work that you have to take as well. Now, hi, Kim. You're in Ireland's Classic Hits. How are you? Hi, Niall. How's it going? Good. Now, you had a baby five months ago. Congratulations. Thank you very much. A boy or girl? A little boy, Harrison. Harrison. And are you delighted? And, yeah. and I suppose every woman in Ireland wants to, because they always ask the same question. What size was he? <laughs> he was seven four. Because they always ask that, don't they? Whoa, what what size was he? Why, why are we obsessed with the size of babies? By the way, I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's always when you told your mother somebody had a baby. Oh, what size was the baby? And what size was he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, how did your journey start, Kim? And when did you realize at first that you were going to have difficulties? So I knew for as long as I kind of knew where babies came from, if you know that kind of way. Um, I was ill as a child and knew that I would always have a struggle. That was always something that was attached to it. I had a brain tumour when I was only a baby myself. Oh, my. Um, so knew that that was going to be attached to something from about late teens, early 20s. Okay. That that was going to be something that would need to be gone down the road of um, assisted reproduction of some form of some just like some yeah. way, shape or form. Okay. Um, I then obviously met my husband, lucky enough. Just had to explain the whole situation to him and then we had to kind of start about then what we were going to do then in terms of from in, in the terms of um, Did you cost, obviously you went down the natural route first and then realised okay look this, you know we, we kind of knew this was going to happen so you were it's not yeah. like you were deeply disappointed at that point because you knew you were No 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 we were, we were I was kind of under no illusion that yeah. this was going to be the way it was going we got the tests done on myself I knew you know I knew that this was the way it was going to end up in some way shape or form yeah. Um, I suppose... As, but like, can I ask you a question if it's not too personal? As a woman, yeah. uh, because I wouldn't know what that feels like as a man, obviously, but as a woman, um, and I've heard women say this before, you know, in relation to, you know, not being able to naturally conceive, that as a woman that can be very difficult to deal with emotionally. Yeah, I think it's just, it's, it's almost taken for granted. You know, yeah. it's almost taken for granted that this is this is what a woman's body can do. This, is, this should be just a natural course. Yeah. You know, I met my husband... Uh, we we got, we went out. We moved in together. We got engaged. We got married. It's like, oh, when are you having a baby? You yeah, know, of like, and, and that pressure normal, is on. The pressure is on. Normal isn't it? Yeah. People say like, oh, and, and you know, I'm gonna have a baby, or mm. um, and maybe my mother-in-law wouldn't have understood as much as my own mom would because she brought me up being in with my condition. You know, oh, you give the grandchild, or you know, family. Anything, anything do you get all those lines like anything stirring yet? Yeah, yeah. All that yeah, kind of do you know, yeah. like, is, is it in the plans or whatever? And yeah. Even, now, like, we have, he's only five months old, but it's like, and he's going to have another one. <laughs> so, like, it's, it's, it's just kind of something that's ingrained in everybody to nearly say, you know, what's next? Are you okay. going to have another one? Are you going to have a baby? Or what's it going to be? And it's, it's, it's not disappointment as such, but it's kind of like, it's, it's because a lot of people get pregnant with no no hassle whatsoever. It's kind of almost resentful without being resentful at the same time. I get time, you. No, I get you. get me. So when you and your husband decided, okay, we're going to have to go for, you know, fertility treatment services. Um, yeah. I mean, did you understand at that point the cost factor involved in that? Was that something that you obviously had to take it? Well, you obviously had to take it into consideration, but did you realise how expensive it would be? No, no, I definitely didn't realise how expensive it was going to be because... I met my husband in England. I was living there for a few years. I just took a whim and decided we'd I'd move over, got a job. And when we came home, 
only realised then that IVF was something that we had to pay for here because I just, I, you know, when I know. you're younger you never really look into these things. You just think money's all relative until you need to spend it, you know, that kind of way. Yep. And, um, and then I realised doing research that over in the UK you can get up to a certain amount of cycles covered on the National Health and I was kind of shocked that that was the way it was over here. Yep. Um, so that definitely made a big impact on our decisions and how quick... And on your bank balance, apart from anything else, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, at the same time, we were trying to save for a house, as you would normally try to do. You know, you're getting married, you want a house, you want a baby, these are the natural order thing. Yeah. But all that sort of stuff kind of had to be taken into consideration for us. Yeah. And, I mean, the, the, the cost factor, I mean, I've heard a range of costs. And I don't want to, you know, you can, don't have to answer any personal questions, by the way, in relation to your, your own exactly what it costs. But I've heard a range between five and six thousand or anything up to ten thousand, depending on what's needed or many much screening is needed. How many, um, for example, uh, you know, embryo storage, et cetera, et cetera. All these things yeah. add up and, and it yeah. can be up to ten grand. Yeah, well, anywhere between. Sorry, we have a baby in the background. Ah, uh, so, he's got a cough. <laughs> yeah, he's not very well at all, bless him. Um, so, yeah, anywhere from kind of six to 7,000 is, is roughly about accurate, depending yeah. on tests needed for, for, you know, for me, for my husband, for the man, for the woman, you know, depending on the different tests needed. And then med- medication of, as well afterwards, too. Yeah, well, you're talking a base of that. And then, you know, the pharmacy, then it's, your medication is all covered under the drug payment scheme which is your 100, and I think it's gone down to 100 and odd now um, per month for your, your medication. So that all is added into it. You know, you think once you pay for your IVF treatment, you're home and dry, but you still have to add in all the bits and bobs. Yeah. And, and I mean, what would you say to people who are heading de- into that journey that you went into with a very successful result, of course, at the end of it? Um, yeah. Because I can hear him in the background coughing there. So <laughs> what would you say to people going into that journey? Would you say... You know, it's, well, obviously it's worth it because you have yeah. uh, the baby there. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. but in saying that, can you give them any advice? It's absolutely worth it, but it's the hardest thing. It's definitely one of the hardest things that we ever had to do. Um, I mean, it made me want to change job in the middle of doing it. We started, say, January three years ago. Now, I don't even know what year we're in now this stage with the pandemic and everything. So it would have been maybe January 19, would it be? Yeah. We started process and I was in a different job than I'm in now and they were so unhelpful they weren't understanding it was yeah. very hard it was very difficult that made me want to change my job then because I just felt like I wasn't getting enough support well, that's what Marie was um, talking about earlier on it's all well and good and most employers well a lot of employers would be understanding but some jobs just don't lend itself to the employer being understanding when you need to take another day off or another appointment or whatever another it day to be. off yeah. or another appointment or you know, it's a lot of emotional stress as well, and obviously people are going to, if you're working in a, in a situation where you have colleagues, people are going to realise that there's something up, and you know, that question of, are you alright? Are you alright? Yeah, yeah. yeah, lady, lady problems, yeah. And by the way, there's also that thing about, you know, going to your employer and trying to explain to your employer what you're doing, and it's not always, you know, some people find that a bit, a bit embarrassing maybe as well. Well, that's it, like yeah. it's embarrassing and maybe they don't necessarily want to know either, but then you kind of feel like you have to tell them something. So it's, I mean, look, the bottom line is... There should, and there should be doing, no stigma, by the way. There should be no stigma around talking about any of this kind of stuff. I mean, yeah. I then ended up working in a, I work in a paediatric hospital, but I'm not a maternity hospital, or a maternity leave, and they were 
actually outstanding and how helpful they were and how understanding. But not everywhere is like that. Yeah, well, look, if you're working at a paediatric hospital and they're not understanding, <laughs> we have a real well, problem. We'd have a real, we'd have a real problem. That's obviously. the thing. So, yeah. um, I was going to ring you in about the other thing about my, my bonus as well, but I thought we'd leave that for another day now. <laughs> yeah, we, we leave that for another day. But look, you would recommend, you would recommend it to anybody to do it if they can worth, afford to do it. It's definitely worth doing. Yeah. Um, you just have to remember that no matter what, what happens, you and your other, your other half, whether your partner, your husband, your wife, your girlfriend, you're not alone. You're together, you're a team. You have to, you have to lean on each other. And be prepared for disappointment because you are going to have disappointments. It's massive disappointment and it's massive amounts of ups and downs and highs and lows and tears every month and yeah. the usual sort of things. But And also, don't be afraid to reach out to people and say, do you know what, actually, I'm going through this. Yeah. Because people will never say to you, do you know, are you going through IVF? Because it's just not something that somebody would think of off the top of their head. Absolutely. But when you actually broach it with somebody, they're very helpful, very comforting. Or, oh, you know, I know such and such a person who did that. I'll put you in touch with them. Or, and actually, I found a little support network of people since I've actually said I'm going through IVF. And we kind of keep in touch with each other now. Yeah, absolutely. And look, by the way, just in relation to the cost factor, obviously you mentioned the NHS uh, pay for a certain amount, whereas we yeah. don't over here. Yeah. Now, I know the Harry no. Clinic and the Rotunda Hospital do have a charity that do pay some money towards some cases every year. Yeah. Uh, but that's unfortunate, not very much. So, but, so it is up to, and I know Simon Harris mentioned it two years ago when he was Minister for Health that he was going to look into this. So it is up to Stephen Donnelly to make a call on this and get this sorted yeah. once and for all. Well, I know when I looked into it before, I, I had, before we even undertook IVF, there was supposed to be a certain amount of up to three million put aside for IVF and, and fertility related treatments. I did lobby at the time for who, for Simon Harris. I was on a couple of radio stations at the time trying to bring awareness to it. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's just fallen on deaf ears. I mean, obviously, it doesn't help that the pandemic took over, but I mean, life is still certain to a certain extent going on in the background. So that should be starting. And to people come are still having babies. Yes, people are still and having people babies. People are still having babies, and people still want to have babies, or people are still getting to the age where they start to get worried about maybe not being able to have babies and stuff like that. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, the biological clock will take away. Yes, absolutely. Well, no matter what happens, that that's happening as the time ticks on. So it should definitely be brought back to the forefront again for women. I mean, okay. it's, it's it's the least they could do is give us some sort of help, whether it be more tax relief or yeah. I'm, I'm not telling them what to do, but something to help with would be. Absolutely. Definitely helpful. Yeah, absolutely it would be. Listen, thank you very much indeed, Kim, and thank you for sharing that with us today and sharing your story as well. And good luck with the baby, by the way. Thank <laughs> even, you. Even with his cough. <laughs> All right. Thanks very much indeed. <laughs> All right. See you. Bye. 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 There you go. Ah, you can hear him coughing in the background there. God bless his little heart. Anyway. Um, yes, there should be money available for people who want to go through that. And for those who say there shouldn't, that it's not my problem, I'm a taxpayer and I'm not going to pay for somebody else's child, that's not the argument really. Because if we thought about things like that all the time and we didn't fund people to have children or we didn't fund people to support children, well, then we wouldn't have a society and we wouldn't have uh, people in this world anymore, would we? Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.